0: Well, whose fault is that?
1: Yeah, that's entirely my fault.
0: I, I was just hoping you'd throw one of the under, other guys under the bus. Nah.
1: They're like brothers to me.
0: Give it time. Give it time.
2: <laughs> yes, let the hate flow through you. Ooh,
0: Hello, and welcome to I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside, a show that has been standing here, staring at some old bearded guy for way too long. My name is Scott. Joining me tonight are...
1: Jeff. Dan. And Alex, the producer. El productor! El productor has returned. Uh, Coming back from a long hiatus, a long podcasting hiatus, and I could not think of a better time to come back than right now, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There we are. Because uh, so I have
0: things to say. We do have things to say. We're, we're going to get all riled up. We're going to get all angry at everything. <laughs> but uh, first, we have our little segment, Pick of the Week, where we pick a thing for the week. And I say Jeff goes first.
2: Okay. Um, I will go old school with the pick. I have seen it a million times. Well, I maybe mean, not a million times, but I've seen it a lot. I watched it again the other night. And the. Damn scene where the animator has a heart attack still makes me die laughing every time. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. The animator, the animator dies from the heart attack, flips over the back with a little <clears throat> sound. I swear to God, I know it's coming every time and I die every single time. It's hilarious.
0: There, There are some things that are funny 50 years later and you just gotta roll That's... with it. You just gotta roll with there, it. There is a
2: reason why that movie is so damn quotable. I know, but at a certain point you're like, I know it's coming. I know the joke is coming. I can tell you when the second it's coming, I can tell you what the second the end, you're going to flop backwards and die, and I'm still going to laugh my ass off at it.
3: Just Jeff, saying. I have just one question, or I have three questions. Okay. What is your quest? <laughs> what is your name? And what is the flight t- speed of two sparrows <laughs> <laughs> two uh, unladen swallows, uh, <laughs>
2: swallows <laughs> carrying a coconut? Beware of the rabid rabbits. Scott, go.
0: Uh, So my pick is going to, for the first time in a long time, uh, I read a Spider-Man comic and it made me happy. I picked up uh, the first collection of Chip Zdarsky's uh, Amazing Spider-Man. And it's so very Spider-Man, is what I can say about it. Um, Which
2: which hasn't been Spider-Man in a while.
0: Yeah, it it's it's just the Spider Man thing I've read in a long time, and it made me happy. And um I appreciate that Spider Man got a date, not Peter. <laughs> that I wanna see how that ends. I wanna see how that goes on. Alright.
2: So did you read last episode of comic, the last most recent episode of Spider Man or at least recent comic of Spider Man? He's been dating Mockingbird for a little while and they just suddenly break up and I was like, Well I wonder why and Mockingbird says, Well, See, me and Peter started talking opposed to me and Spider-Man, and we have nothing in common except for Spider-Man. Like, Parker Luck rolling hard once again. All right, we're back on track.
0: And then he had dinner with J. Jonah Jameson, and they yelled at each other the whole time, and it was really heartfelt and wonderful.
2: Not yet, but that's probably the next uh, episode or next issue.
0: Yeah. All right, so that happened. Uh, but Dan, what you got?
2: All right, I'm
3: going to go with everybody's apparently new favorite game, monster hunter world and i'll be honest i've tried to get into the monster hunter franchise several times with the 3ds releases and it's the learning curve and the lack of real tutorials or any explanation is a real hamper on those games and then when i played with you know across system link with my friends and we're on a big four-person hunt and i'm sitting here you know trying to track down the monster and they're three miles ahead of me kicking its ass by the time I would get there, it's over. That doesn't really happen anymore. Because it kind of... I mean, yeah, it dumbs it down to hold your hand a bit. But this ease of access, it doesn't give you... But it points you in the right direction to learn what you need to learn for whatever weapon class you pick. And I like that. And it's a beautiful game. Especially on my 1X in
1: 4K. So how would you compare it with uh, Destiny? You know, I think they have a, a lot of similar... Uh, themes and going on there, and that you get together with a whole bunch of guys, and you go out and you basically kill stuff. But if if you were to compare them, how would you do so? It is so much better than Destiny.
3: The problem with Destiny is there is no or you can make even if you pull the three a co- three a coins uh, tokens on a hard uh, on a raid or whatever. You are at the complete mercy of RNG gods and. I am somebody who apparently is on their shit list when it comes to that game. But here in Monster Hunter, if you need a piece that is in the head of, you know, uh, a great Jagras, guess what? You beat the shit out of the head of the great Jagras, your chances are, and break a couple parts, your chances of receiving that go up significantly. You can actually contribute to the presented, the the number, the luck of the dice. Mm Mm-hmm material you need to craft that guy's skull into your next hat uh,
1: so in in a game where 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 gear means a whole lot and the way to get gear is through loot your anything that or gives you some control over the loot drops is is what you're looking for yeah and monster hunter gives you that
0: also it gives you a cute cat sidekick
3: yep and <laughs> there are a couple things that they need to fix with the multiplayer interface, but other than that, it's very good. I'm I'm actually surprised I dived in as hard as I have with it. Very cool. Um, so I think you're the only one left, Alex.
1: Yeah. All right. So um, I used to have this podcast called The Way of the Game. But why don't we have the way of the? Why don't we go back to it? Why Why don't we uh, resurrect? this podcast there's one good reason and that's heroes of the storm have you guys ever played it or talked about it, mm-hmm. it, it it's that okay, bl- it's it. the
0: blizzard one it's the blizzard one yeah
1: it's the <laughs> blizzard one uh the reason why we don't do a video game podcast is because we uh it has bit sam and i very very hard um so that's all we play um and Doggone it! I yeah. We, today I played four games today. I didn't win a single one of them, and it just irritates the hell out of me. But I still go back to it like 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 an abused wife, back to <laughs> back to a, a a domestic violence situation. Not to make any light of that. Boy, I shouldn't have said that. Anyway,
0: <laughs> I, I um. We, let's let's just all admit that we're wrong here, and that as much as yes, the metaphor is there, it's not cool.
1: Well, like an addict. Like an addict.
0: There we go. I go, I let, go let, let, crawling let, back. Let, let's talk about heroin and Blizzard because they go together.
1: They really do. <laughs> just when I, I thought I got out, they pulled me right back in. I don't know what it is, man. I just can't get at, get enough of it. And the wins when they happen, oh man, they are so good. And when you get those losses and you can't get a win uh, in a certain day, man, I, it's just bad times. Feels bad. <laughs>
2: That's my current relationship with Overwatch. Like, we really need to keep playing this game. Well, there's a new skin. I gotta get that new skin. Oh my god! I'm gonna...
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! But the, it the... but it
0: has a new hat.
1: <laughs> and yeah, the, they've got the what, what the hell is it? The Lunar New Year yes. event going on right now in uh, Heroes of the Storm. So man, you you gotta get you gotta get the new skins. It's amazing. I gotta get the
2: Genji right. skin. I gotta get the Genji skin. I gotta get
1: the Genji skin. So that's what know. I've been doing. Oh yeah all right so
0: uh our main topic for the night is we are finally getting around to reviewing the new star war and before we before we dive in and break out the sticks uh we're gonna start with two 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 things to get into business get into business first first yeah we're gonna spoil everything it's february we don't care if you haven't seen it yet you probably weren't gonna be for months you you made your bed you lie in it but uh you 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 can this this this, this, this are this audio is not going anywhere let it molder at the back of your feed till you see it on netflix two years from now and two thing number two uh this movie has been latched onto by those guys i don't want to analyze or engage with those guys that that that, that's just it i'm I'm, i i read a bunch of things those guys were saying about black panther today and i'm done with them (laughs)
1: What, who? Okay, who are those guys? Uh, they have have, I won? No, they, they're they're the guys
0: who are concerned about ethics in video games. Oh, okay, those guys.
1: Yeah, okay.
3: right. Those, not those guys. You know, you know the guys that say they're not racist, but then they decide to create a Facebook event to well, try or, to or, ruin a user review of a movie featuring a predominantly African American cast, yeah. citing and claiming that it's because. Reviewers are teaming up to beat up on DC. And even uh, I don't, though it's DC's fault that they've been putting out shitty movies for the last four years.
1: And aren't they responsible for the cut of this movie, The Last Jedi, that uh, removes all the strong uh female characters and is there for about thirty five minutes long. Yep. 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 <laughs> so
0: those guys. Alright. So I'm just gonna lead off lead off with my big level thoughts. Uh everything that and any scene with Luke, Ray, uh kylo or snoke is wonderful and amazing and then every other scene is just sort of like almost there like the the pieces are almost there but they never quite click
2: i will throw out my two big thoughts here the big thought i thought of this movie is it was a good movie but it did not live up to expectations and quite frankly i don't think it ever would the expectations were so massive on this thing
0: well, no, this movie this movie knew what the expectations were and said, fuck those expectations, threw it over its shoulder, and did its own thing. It went out of its way well, to upset people.
3: Well, I think a part of it was everybody started really biting into all these different movie blogosphere's theories about what was going to happen, you know, what's Luke's
0: role going to be. Snoke um, has to be related to everyone.
3: Yeah, Snoke is anybody and everybody out of the prequels and the original trilogy.
2: Well, I, I had no problem with what they did with Snow because they didn't lead anything into, into him in the first movie. He's like, this is a big bad. He's a powerful force user. He's evil.
0: He's nine story. feet tall.
2: He's nine feet tall. He's a giant, freaky, weird guy. But we don't have any important. Have contention with is the, re- the revelation or the non-revelation of Ray's parents. Because, really? because in my opinion, this is the shotgun on the wall in a play. If you are watching a live-action stage play and they put a shotgun on the wall in the play, you expect at some point somebody's going to use Mm -hmm. that shotgun. Yep. For what reason or whatever, but that gun is there for a reason. All through the first movie, they kept hinting, okay, somebody knows who this is. Han knows who her parents are. Somebody knows. There's this big, super important secret. There's a shotgun on the wall. Somebody's going to use it. And then we find out in the next movie, no, the shotgun is made of rubber, and no one's going to use it.
0: No, no. It was just it loaded. It is permanently with... bolted there. <laughs> no, it was just loaded with rock salt.
2: It's like no, 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 no. You can't ease that. You can't say this is some big important thing and never use it for anything important.
3: I blame Abrams for that. well oh, Because yeah. he's got to have his mysteries. He's got to have his wonder. Gotta have he's got to have the things that. Yeah, it's got to have the box.
2: Got to have the mystery box. But that's Star Wars and pizza. There's always a mystery box.
3: Oh, here's the thing. After a new hope. I didn't really care who Luke's dad was. I just knew that, hey, he was kind of a big deal in Obi-Wan's friend. I didn't need 10,000 books writing a backstory of Anakin.
2: Right, but that's the difference. In the New Hope, they said, here's what happened to his dad. He's dead. Darth Vader killed him. End of story. Now we find out later. That's not necessarily how it worked. But in in the Force Awakens, they said, here she is alone her parents left her here her parents are obviously important there is something going on with her parents we're not going to tell you come back to the next movie i think if
3: she was important she would have been left somewhere better than the middle of the desert
0: no leaving people nowhere is an important part of star wars good point (laughs) well no 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 see it's 50 50 because you know
3: you're either luke stuck in a shithole tatooine or you're Leia, living it up on Alderaan.
0: That is uh, General Princess Senator Leia, PhD. Thank you. <laughs>
2: hey, all I'm saying is, where exactly is Kylo? Living it up. Where exactly is Rey? that she backwater back on her planet. Just saying, they're making it a little too obvious, and then they blow that with this. Well,
3: the, the, the thing is, is, I liked that her parents were nobodies, and that the mayor essentially was reiterating what Maz had said in The Force Awakens, What's behind you isn't what matters here. What you're looking for is ahead of you. Stop looking also, back.
2: There's also also a big pin drop of that's a very important story for another time. Now she was talking about the lightsaber. But it was clearly a, it's like, hold on, we'll get to that in the meantime, Again, and here- Abrams and his goddamn boxes. <laughs> All but right. no, the
3: the thing I like about Ray's parents being nobodies is. It breaks us out of the loop that it's always a Skywalker. I agree. That Literally, the Force is not... The the Force is partly hereditary, but it's not only the Skywalkers who are gifted it. If you go to the old expanded universe, there are so many Jedi who are even more powerful than Luke, and they were found as kids. Yeah, everybody's favorite Gary Stu Kip Duran, but... You know, he got nerfed by other authors later on. But, you know, there are more than just the Skywalkers out there. And at I the agree. end of the movie with the kid in the broom, it reiterates
1: that. I can't stand the, the four with the broom. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> what, you the get... the, the four st- doesn't stop pin. with the Skywalkers. Oh, I agree. I agree. I agree. But what is... Is... <laughs> what is the point of this movie? Of, like, why does it exist? And. Like what big steps in the in the saga of Star Wars uh, happen in the Last Jedi? First of all, the it is probably the most spiritual of all the films. The the Jedi religion, if you will, is expanded. There are sacred texts for God's sake. Um, There's a wizard tree. Then they <laughs> were. Sure, sure and what it it's setting much of this film master the last jedi is setting up not what the force has been but what the force is going to be from now on and from now on anyone can use force powers it is not hereditary they and they reset the the whole situation and Here's a whole bunch of new force powers that you never even knew existed, and we're going to throw them all into this thing. And uh, basically, the force becomes the new Deus Ex Machina. But that's that's another discussion. It, it kind of already has. been. It, it was a little bit before.
2: It, it was Deus yeah. Ex- it, it, it happened
3: in the original trilogy.
2: Uh, Deus, it was always a Deus Ex Machina. The difference is now somebody's spamming it.
1: Yeah. Now now, now you right, just get right. to mash the button a little more. In the first movie, it was very, uh, very cerebral. Very, uh, there was a, an element of trickery to it, uh, and a little bit of, te- of uh, telepathy. Then in the second movie, you get uh, outright telekinesis and telepathy, uh, and then it doesn't really go anywhere. You've got the force pushes and everything, but nobody really does anything new with the force. And now, it'll protect you in space and. It'll uh, what? It'll let you do a visual Skype call. Um, it'll let you like uh, physically appear to be halfway across the universe. Well, and but how um, much of that is well, because
0: to, he's sitting under the wizard tree, though?
1: The, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Uh, but the the thing is, is that they they really expanded what it means to be a force user and what the force does, and basically, and the, it's. One of the things I don't like about this film is that now the force can do anything. Now the force is, uh, it'll, it'll raise the dead. It'll, it'll do it. It's like the ultimate cop-out almost it's now, it now is becoming a very bad storytelling device where, Hey, is your, is your character really in a fix? Here's the force and boom, everything is fixed. Well, the thing is, is the whole. I think the the whole connection
3: between Kylo and Rey is an expansion on the connection that showed up in Empire between
0: Luke and Leia. Well, no, like that's the thing we're seeing. I think this is what Alex is getting at. It's like he's. We saw it hit its limits basically at Episode One, where you see the pushing and the jumping, but that's just stuff we saw Luke do, but better. And you can say Luke's bad at his job because he trained for three days, and now we're seeing Luke who has had. You know, basically nothing to do, but, um, really... Me- space yeah, space cows. Milk space cows and stare Sp- at the Spirit. ocean. Visit Ireland, guys! Um, mm. but, and now he's... Maybe because he's sitting at the wizard tree, maybe because he got awesome sometime else, he can do everything we've seen before, but just amped up by ten? And I'm not saying... And if this goes completely balls out and, um... Kylo versus Rey in Episode Nine is—I don't know—the uh, wizard fight from um, *Sword in the Stone*. I'll be like, "Yeah, I'll be—I'll be right with Alex," and annoyed. But if that's like, okay, Luke is—you know—sitting here at the pinnacle of power, and everyone else is trying to hit that next movie, maybe I—maybe uh, I'll let some of the craziness slide.
1: It's like, what's next? And well, I think we'll, <laughs> we'll I get to that question. But you know, what else could they? You know, I'm, I just I almost dread to see what they're going to do with the force now. Um, how about a long?
0: Uh, how about a long, annoying quick time event where you drag a star destroyer out of the sky? Fuck
2: <laughs> that game! <Yeah. laughs> but uh, no, I didn't have anywhere near as much trouble with uh, what you were talking about about Luke's you know almost super powered because I kind of saw that coming. It's like look when during the prequels you also oh, Anakin is a walking badass among badasses, afraid of how powerful he is. Darth Vader was a killing machine. This is the son of him. He's going to be pretty much a badass. He's going to have all sorts of crazy powers. Will anybody else hit that? I don't want them to. But I want if you're, like you said, if Luke is on the mountain right now and everyone else is trying to get to where he was, okay, fine. But if everyone has that kind of power next time, yeah, we might have some issues.
0: I, I think what I come back to is that um, this movie is really, really dense on, like, theme, and it's like, oh, man, we're projecting fans into characters and having this weird dialogue about the legacy of the old trilogy and expectations, and I really, I really like chewing on just that, man, there are some metatextual elements I can mull over, and then I'm also, yeah, like, Yeah, it's like, like, very like,
1: philosophical.
0: Like, that that, like, sit back and think about the themes of this film leaves me you know without words a lot of days and then there's moments where i'm just like man they almost made finn's character arc work didn't they because because you see him like you see that okay all he's done this whole sequence is run away from things like he he ran away he joined the resistance to run away from the first order and now he's running away from the resistance to escape the first order and okay he has to be dragged back to help and we see him see you know the opulence of the universe you know you know canto bite is you know space one percenter heaven and then he sees what that costs and dj tries to tell him that all sides maybe have uh you know maybe not not everyone's so clean and then at the end he still decides to be rebel scum and he gets in a fist fight with Gwendolyn christie who is in this movie Gwendolyn yeah. christie <laughs> she's in this movie remember I I will say that,
3: like you mentioned, outside of Kylo, Snoke, Rey, Luke, and Leia, all the other characters, it kind of seemed like they they were writing this story and they realized, oh shit, we forgot about these guys.
2: Um, We gotta do something with them. I mean, the one
3: one thing that would have made the whole antagonism between Holdo and Poe a lot more believable... Is if they would have left in the stuff that ended up in the novelization and you know, like all the little expanded books of that bomber squadron that got wiped out, taking out the uh, the dreadnought was hers. Like if you just had a scene where she's literally uh, sitting there talking to, you know, uh, Poe goes up to her and is like, hey, why am I being left out of these meetings? Says, well, well, you you were demoted by Leia and you've shown yourself to be incredibly irresponsible. Irresponsible. how? you got my entire squadron killed. How can I trust somebody who does that?
2: Yeah. Well,
3: and that would have got that would have also worked in the story arc to have Poe sit his ass down and maybe
0: not have his stupid mutiny. Well, no, I think well the whole movie's about failure. Like Luke is a failure as a Jedi master and, you know, Poe's a failure as an officer and Finn Finn's there.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
0: well <laughs> I again I th- it would have I would have liked it
3: in Poe's arc a little more if that had been flung in his face.
0: Well, I didn't read the... I didn't catch up on the Poe comic till a month afterward. And I'm like, oh, this whole plot with him is also right here in this comic a little better. Damn. When
2: I was watching the film, I enjoyed the Poe because maybe I built connections that weren't there. When they were tracking them through hyperspace poe and his gang and his buddies find out oh they're using hyperspace tracking now they never actually tell that to commander holdo so as far as commander Holdo, okay they're tracking us someone on this ship is a traitor i can't trust anybody now if they'd actually told her hey holdo we think we know how they're tracking us they got new technology maybe her rules would be different but no they didn't have the good sense to tell her that well because they didn't
0: trust her poe doesn't talk to people he just does the big damn hero thing because that's how you win right you 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 park yourself in front of the bridge of the deadliest thing in the world and make a voicemail joke. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently he learned from Zap Brannigan's big
1: book of war. <laughs> yeah. Now, you touched on one of the uh one of the things that I did not like about this and there are several cases of of where this film doesn't pay attention to what has happened in the past. Uh, And let's start with the the hyperspace tracking. They established hyperspace tracking in episode four. Yeah. Where, you know, the Millennium Falcon goes somewhere and Leia's like, hey, they're tracking us and Han Solo's not this ship, sister. So we have already established that it exists. And well, so why, when in this film, does it seem like, oh my god, they can track us in hyperspace? It's like, well, they've always been able to do that. What's what's going on? Well, I think there's two factors to that. Because they knew that
3: they had been bugged, which again, would have made sense if there had been a traitor among the Resistance with a tra- with a tracking device. Well, But they, but they, they invented this whole new system to justify it, to justify... Finn and Rose getting onto the supremacy to have the fight in the hangar with Gundam Christie.
0: Yeah. Well, this is it. It's like, can like, again, these, these big franchises play fast and loo- loose with the rules. Can I beam people through shields or not? Is, is the analogy I come back to. And it's like, yeah, no, the, 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 Millennium Falcon got tracked through hyperspace or got tracked as soon it was as it was out of hyperspace so fast as to make no difference which means that tracking through hyperspace is not impressive.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's it's one of the many things that it's just like, why is, why is this even in this movie? Uh, Another thing, and it's going to sound, Sam, uh, Sam the Talistos and the other thing, we talk a lot about this film. And he says that I'm being pedantic, but this is, this matters to me, okay? Since when do lasers arc? (laughs) <laughs> you got the, the yeah,
3: that that kind of triggered me.
1: Okay, it, it triggers me too because okay, we got the slow motion Bronco chase throughout the the, the galaxy. Fine, um, which in itself is dumb because you've got one side that has unlimited fuel and another side that doesn't. Just warp ahead of them and pincer them, and boom, this whole thing is Picard, dumb Picard, this shit. Uh, hey, we can be either evil or efficient. Not both. It, it's, just, it's just unbelievable. But anyway, so uh, here's, here's like the, the thing that, okay, Ryan Johnson goes into Lucasfilm, the, the Skywalker light and light magic thing, and they're like, okay, guys, for this thing, I want those lasers to arc. I want just like, boom, boom, boom. And someone in that room had to be like, are you serious? Well, I lasers think- have never arced throughout the entire, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're just deciding to do it? Like, I,
0: I think someone in the room said, no, no, it'll be like an old war movie, like we've always ripped off. And someone well, else was like, no, lasers shouldn't do that. And then they argued for a long time and Ryan got what he wanted anyhow? I don't know.
1: Uh, uh, so, I'm sure yeah, there it, were
0: memos. There were salty memos about this.
1: It's a small thing. It is a small thing, but for me, it... it, it it hurts every single time I saw one of those things. I want to. Oh, I, I want to. Uh, and then there's. Can we? Can we? Can we go into the Leia thing? Yeah, let's go into the Leia thing. Let's go into the Leia thing. Okay, we all know that Carrie Fisher. God bless her. So she's she's gone, and this was going to be her last movie. So. You've got Kylo Ren. He's in his crazy TIE fighter. He's about to blow her away. And he's just like, no, I can't do it. I still love her, I guess. And then his wingmen fire torpedoes, hit the bridge. She gets sucked out into space. And let me take a poll here. How many of you were like, okay, I can deal with that. I can deal with Leia's death being there.
0: Like walking into the movie with the meta knowledge that Carrie Fisher's not coming back. Right. have killing right. off leia right there makes perfect sense and even the first shot of her backwards she's drifting through space and i'm like oh i, oh.
1: I thought it was i was thought it was kind of weird i'm like oh my god you're really gonna like like just that this is this
0: is a morbid on. tribute to carrie fisher yeah. this is your yeah, morbid right. tribute moment and then i'm like and then uh and general then princess senator leia organa phd ain't got yeah. time for that shit so she <laughs> drags her ass to an airlock and there's part of me that's, yeah, no, that's that that might be a little much. But also, you tell me that Leia ain't got time for that shit, and she drags herself to an airlock, I'll buy
1: it. You have right. jumped the shark. You have <laughs> jumped the shark. I was saying, I didn't
2: mind. No, when she got sucked out of the window, I was like you. Like, oh, that's it. That's it. And they, I saw her bodies, like, oh, they're going a little far. Get back in, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm okay with this. This is awesome. If, for nothing else. But that scene when she comes in and shoots Poe with a look on her face like, you fucking be
3: boom! I the thing for me is I've I've played in a Star Wars RPG with somebody who got his character spaced because he stood too close to a window during a space battle. And he did that. I mean, the way it was shot kinda was like disruptive,
0: I guess. I, th- I think the, uh, the long lingering coma Leia shot is what doesn't sell it. Like if you tell me yeah. that she is like slingshotting herself, you, you, you recut this, you re-special effect it so it's her, the immediate the immediate aftermath shot the, the, the scene sequel to the, blige, the bridge blowing out I'm very sorry uh, the bridge blowing out is her like slingshotting herself towards an airlock that immediacy keeps the tension up but that that slow that you cut away you release you have this pathos moment of dead leia in the debris and then it's like nope grab done and i'm like yeah that's a little much like uh, if they had done
3: something just a little thing that showed that like she had curled herself up and was using the force to kind of shield herself and then pulled herself back to the ship that I don't think people would have had much issue with but just the fact that she's free, free floating up there with Akbar and all the other you know rebel heroes and then just suddenly snaps awake like a freaking space zombie and drags herself back
1: it's just terrible storytelling i mean it would have been a lot more powerful for her for that to be it that was that was actually it would have been more powerful more powerful if we had completely had a new script, and she flips to the dark side because she's so angry at Han, uh, with Han Solo's death. But that movie was not made. <laughs> we're, we're stuck with the one that we've got.
0: Well, you know what? Maybe Marvel will bring Infinities back for us.
1: <laughs>
3: hey, some of those were good books. I like the Empire Infinities. Uh,
0: well, I think they they all sort of fell into the same trap. They, like, all three of them were kind of the same book in a weird way.
2: Yeah. Okay. okay. Time time to, time to bring up my big stick or stink.
1: Okay. All right.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Canto Bite. Thirty five minutes of our life we can't get back.
1: Yep. Nothing useful in it except for except for you know. The, hey, I think a uh, uh, part of this film again. Yeah, we're expanding on the Jedi religion, but another part of this film is establishing the gray area that is no longer like uh you know we've got good guys on this side we've got bad guys on this side it is in introducing the gray areas the the people who profiteer off of uh off of the war yeah and and that's cool
0: and again i come back to the pieces are there but they don't click and i don't yeah, know if they the, need i don't know if they need one more scene or a different scene in the place of another one or a few extra well, lines but it's it it's that it's that just a little
1: bit more would do it the idea is not bad. The execution is bad.
2: Well, I think this was. I think this was their attempt at okay. Every Star Wars has got this one scene where you got a whole. They tell the, you know, the props manufacturers make aliens go nuts. Whatever you feel like, go to town. You know the the bar scene in the original Star Wars the scene, rather the Canada's bar, where you just see Cloud City, aliens everywhere, what have you. The friggin' diner on. Uh, episode three or, or episode two, where they go and their monsters eating their eating milkshakes. The this was there. The problem is, each one of those scenes was five, to ten, maybe fifteen minutes long, and that's a bit it, much. It's long. You spent way too much friggin' time here just because you didn't know what to do with Finn.
0: Yeah, and it's like there's a lot of jokes that don't quite land. And some of the jokes <laughs> don't quite land. <laughs> the, the
3: local yokel bitching about their parking job. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah oh, that's all right, I'm right there.
0: Well, I uh, that, that really? I think that was one of the gratuitous cameos. I want to say that was... Uh, was that Gareth Edwards? It, well, I think that no, was Gareth it was Edwards. A,
3: no, no. Gareth Edwards was in the trench line, and okay. he wasn't gratuitous. No, that was... uh, Fuck, I'm blanking on his name. Dude was uh, Robin in the Nolan trilogy. Okay. In Dark Knight Rises.
0: Oh, yeah, those guys.
3: George, Joseph Gordon, love it. Like, it was... It was just like the uh, Daniel Craig thing, except, like, you didn't know because he was disguising his voice, and it was dressed up as an alien. Yeah,
0: like that, like, so. the, again, the, the bits are almost there when this, the camera's not on Mark Hamill or Daisy Ridley, is, is what it keeps coming back to. And uh, there's, there's a few little, like, things that I just adore about this movie that I do want to call out, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna name three very quickly. Everything with Yoda... That was that was great, sure. a Yoda stuff. I loved it. Uh, thing two, um, Rose Tico's great. I, I wish she had something a little more real than the one scene. And uh, obviously, <laughs> I do want to shout out to uh, God. now. Now it has slipped my mind. I guess the third thing was less cool than I thought it was. Oh, the goddamn lightsaber fight! Yeah. Oh yes,
2: probably the best lightsaber fight in any Star Wars movie. Well, yes. The, the- no? Yes, better than the Phantom Menace
3: one. Right? The
0: tension, because it's not half an hour long.
3: Yeah, the the tension and the drama with that fight, where that you think that Ray has gotten through to Kylo, that he's going to, you know, join her to defeat Snoke and and stop the rise of the dark side. And then there's the huge fight. At the same time, you have you're you're seeing you know uh, Finn get chewed out and about to be executed at the same time you see the the resistance getting shot up and Holdo panicking trying to get this three mile long ship to turn around and the, you just get this this moment with these characters after the fight is over they're sitting there in a burning throne room and Ray is pleading with him tell the guns to stop and it's that scene from Return of the Jedi but except uh Vader Vader teams up with Luke to kill the Emperor, but doesn't get redeemed. And just that, that scene where like the characters are, they've had this arc building through this entire movie where, you know, she's seeing his side. She's trying to get him to come back. She's, you know, that, that whole scene where she's just going, don't do this, Ben, please, please don't. I don't, I don't want to do this. Don't do this. You know, just begging him. Not to you know continue down the path, and he just does refuses to see the way out, and I, the fact that it kind of establishes that sometimes bad guys will do a good thing, but there'll still be bad guys.
2: Yeah. Well, I like that for a different reason. In that, Snoke just started talking all that shit. He just started going on about how he's you know, he's,
3: he's he
0: doing he's it. monologuing. He's doing the thing. He's he's enjoying like, being evil.
2: Like he, the way they're saying up. He's going to get killed, but they're not going to kill the big bad in the second episode. So I saw this on a Sunday morning. I went to the earliest show I could to avoid crowds. Didn't matter. Still packed. Sat there. When that lightsaber popped, there was a noticeable roar in the audience, along with yelling and clapping. Like, Holy shit, they did it. So, the sword comes through him, He falls over timber. He's like, they're setting it up like he's going to die, but you know he's not. You know he's not going to die. Zonch. Whoops, that was wrong.
0: <laughs> and then we... And then they wreck those Praetorian guys. I don't know why they were there. I was happy to see them get cut up for three minutes. (laughs) I don't know
1: how they look through those helmets. I don't see how they could have much vision. If you actually
3: watch the fight scene, you'll see a couple of them bump into each other because they can't see.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, I've watched it a few hundred times because someone recut it to different music and I watched all of them.
3: Yeah, if you pay attention to the left side of the screen when that fight starts, when Rey and uh, Kylo go back to back, Two of the guys fighting Rey, one of them's rushing forward with, like, a spear, and p- bumps into it, pushes another guy who was right in front of him out of the way.
2: Whoops. They're gonna add yeah, that like, one day. W-
3: well, the thing with that fight is, going against the... Like, if you go to Empire Strikes Back, it's 20 minutes of Luke and Vader in the hallways in Cloud City, and they're beating the shit out of each other. Like, that's one thing that, like, a lot of Hollywood movies, it bugs me when they get, like, into these intense physical brawls, is you never see the, the, the characters tire. But in Empire, you saw Luke getting battered, bruised, out of breath. Um, and here, as the fight goes on, even though there's less opponents, Ray and Kylo are exhausted. Yeah. You know, they just had to beat the shit out they of nine like, dudes. And they
2: look like they've been through a hell of a fight.
3: But then you go to you go to the prequels, and half everybody's half hour fight. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, half hour fight. No one's out of breath.
2: Now Jackson doesn't have to deep, breathe deeply. It's just the way he is.
1: Of course, with that fight comes the death of Snoke and all the you know. Again, you almost want to know like who the hell this was positioned to be the big bad. Well, right, we are, we are, we're all here, and the, his death came as a surprise. But his death came out as a surprise, and we learned nothing. Nothing. No, that we, we is learned, my big issue. No, we I learned about that, we learned cause... about
0: Kylo and Ray's characters. We learned about the characters we cared about. The backstory of the First Order. Fuck it. Let let Chuck oh. Wendig write three more novels about it. But right. well, like in uh, the moment, what matters is those two people. And yeah, Snoke's dead, and that's a huge catalyst for their relationship, and that's what works.
1: But well, in the well, first mo- in the first movie, you know, they're like, "Oh, uh, I lost, I lost Ben, Leia," and she goes, "No, it was Snoke, it was Snoke." Well, which is fine, I can accept it. Okay, it's Snoke, but how was it Snoke? Well, well the, that's the answer is thing. it's
0: a misunderstanding.
1: It's, it's, we already
0: saw how they lost Kylo. It was that. Well, th- no, that was a failing. Rashomon
1: situation. That was a complete Rashomon situation, which again, I can accept, but how does Snoke fit into any of this? Yeah, because Luke had mentioned that Snoke had gotten into Kylo. He
3: had put ideas into Kylo. Now, if Luke had told his story that he was, when he was gathering materials for his academy, he encountered this wizened old scholar. Who knew? Who had great knowledge of the Jedi? Who had hidden it from the Empire? You know, essentially, Snoke had tricked Luke
1: to get close to his students. And is that in the expanded universe, or are you just making no, a no, no? Of this, this, is like this is like the story that one one
0: I line fix, right? The one line fix. It, it, yeah,
1: it's the one line
3: fix because you know, Leia mentioned Snoke was the one who turned Kylo. We don't know, and even in the expanded, the new expanded universe stuff, you know, the First Order's out there. You have nothing about Leader Snoke. Where he comes from? What the hell's going on with Luke's academy? Like in the Leia book, that's supposed to take place like during ten. It's like it's like what, like two years before a uh, uh, Force Awakens, where she loses her status as senator because somebody outs her as Vader's daughter. Luke and Kylo are off, and nobody can reach them. That's the only explanation you get. What's going on with the academy? Like if Luke had just mentioned something, uh, like if Ray had asked. What happened to Kylo? And then it, Luke had just added a couple things of, in my search for Jedi text, I've encountered this old s- scholar. He had knew great knowledge of the Jedi. He had claimed he had hidden from the, uh, the First Order, or the Empire. Had I known who he was, I would have never allowed him to get near my students. I think and, that that's and, a
1: good fix. Yeah,
2: yeah. Something like that. You don't even have to have Snoke monologuing it. Oh, I didn't mind that as much like I said, this, this is the shotgun argument again. I thought they put enough evidence in the first scene, or in the first movie rather, for Ray's parents that okay, there, there's a big reveal coming. I didn't see a lot of evidence of anything big coming for Snow Snoke. It's like okay, he has the dark side. People who are tempted by the dark side. He tempted Kylo. Great. Do we ever get a backstory on Palpatine? Yes, but it was called the prequels all those years later. No one gave sure. a shit about who he was.
0: His first name is Sheev.
2: I think it, his first well,
0: name is Sheev. That's what really matters.
2: Right. I don't think it was a big deal. It's like, okay, they're not going to kill the big bad until episode three. Oh, they killed him now. Okay, it's his The backstory or who he was—I think that was all okay. Everyone's got to make a guess on who the big bad is, who he really is, and it turns out no, no one cares who he really is.
3: Well, no, and he all sets up the path. Is. He sets up the path for Kylo to become the big bad.
2: He does, but I'm saying everyone kept having all these theories for who Snoke is, who these who it is. And That's my then, other gripe: is the are pointless.
3: fandom, right? My just because everybody got so into discussing theories that this is the only way that makes sense. And let's, let's stop and imagine he, something
2: horrible for a moment.
3: Let's go. Well, back. let me finish my point here, yes. Jeff. Sorry. So ahead. when they go in and see the movie, and it does not match the, their theory line by line, they throw an absolute shit fit. Yes because it met, it didn't meet their expect their unreasonable expectations. I'm sorry kid, you're you're not you know you you kid. You, you probably 28-year-old neckbeard in your mom's basement. I know. Uh, b- bitching <laughs> at, you know on, on slash m and slash tv about uh, stu- about the movies and the, the because the movie didn't fit you line by line. It's the absolute worst. It deserves to be, you know, struck from canon. It you know yeah. And then you get those guys involved. Yeah, those guys. And don't even get me down that path. We've already talked about that. Let's... But it's... Essentially, you enter this microcosm of rage over this, and it's just a vicious cycle. You talk about stuff, it makes somebody angry. That makes somebody talk about stuff which makes you angrier. And it essentially sucks all the joy away from you about a franchise you loved. And as... MEA, or as uh, Gundam on MHQ has cited the double O effect of oh I absolutely hate the newest thing the thing that came before it is now a, a glorious gem it, it's, it's not you guys are putting unrealistic expectations on these movies that they've actually put an effort on the character like again in these, in these movies so far even the, some of, somewhat in the standalones everybody's been a character Like, there's a litmus test that I actually got from Red Letter Media. I will give you a character name from the franchise. You tell me, without including their role in the movie, their actions in the movie, and what their point in the story was, give me a description of their character. Han Solo. Smuggler. Wisecracker. Scoundrel. uh, Luke. Farm Boy. Dreamer. uh, Ace Pilot. Then you go to the prequels. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh... has a beard (laughs) yeah (sighs) but here we are essentially yeah Force Awakens was a retread through familiarity because we needed to come back to that
0: yeah well it it needed we needed I think everyone was up in their arms like DC threw out our 300 novels Never mind that only four of them were good. 300 novels, gone. We're, they're they're going to ruin everything. And then they show us the bits we liked from the things we liked.
2: Let, let me posit a thought experiment. Let's go back in time to when the Empire Strikes come out. So the day after the movie is, came out, uh, everyone is talking about Luke, I am your father. That the internet of today is there at that time. Imagine, yeah,
3: where are these oh, hints? You know, where are these hints in the, the first movie? Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, can you imagine the theories, the th- all the talk? Was he lying? Was it the truth? Was it you no know, manipulation? Did Obi Wan lie? All the madness that would occur, and how many people would be pissed off? And when Return of the Jedi came out, and they laid out what really happened, tons of people would be pissed off because that wasn't my theory. Damn it! All that time I spent on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or Reddit talking about how great my theory was turns out it's bullshit damn it
1: well but that's I think I don't want you to think that just because somebody doesn't like the film though that they are in that camp
0: yeah no I I mean I think I think if again um in matters of taste there can be no dispute and if you if you're just gonna sit here and say look these changes these new things they left a they left me a bad taste in my mouth even the edits whatever they, they they upset me that's fine we, we we can we can chat this over our beer like we have been all night yes. but at the same time you gotta let people you gotta, we we gotta see how this shakes out and JJ's back to do to finish this up and we'll see how it all Hello. ends
1: to undo everything that was just undone
0: yeah right. j- just just to just to put things back in the box
1: let's find that mystery box and tape it shut again yep But there's uh, more that I want to just touch on here. Um, Did you want to know more about Captain Phasma? Uh, Not really. I I read the book, and she's just
3: as uninteresting there as she is in
1: the movies. Because I'm like, for for me, I'm not reading the books. I'm like, well, here's this character again, and she gets her ass kicked again, and that's it.
0: Well, I read Um, the comic, and it's kind of a Crummy Boba Fett comic from the 90s. (laughs)
1: Uh, Holdo is another character that I feel doesn't have any sort of um, characterization. For instance, okay, if there is a a key moment of the film, that suicide run is, you cannot argue, it is probably one of the highlights of the film. Oh, yeah. But – this is with a... Uh, the only person making the sacrifice is a new character that you've never heard of. I, I, you guys have... In the Expanding Universe, I'm sure that you guys have more background.
0: Uh, she has me, not gotten a comic book yet. Give it a month. She's okay.
1: <laughs> she's a character in the Leia novel that I haven't read yet. That's... So, I'm like, who are you? Oh, okay. You're, you're Leia's friend, and you know how to run a ship. Okay, and now you're dead, and I feel like... Uh, did you want me to feel some sort of emotion? Because it's like you want me to feel emotion, but I can't get emotional because I have no idea. I would have had more emotional reaction if it was freaking Akbar doing this.
3: Yeah, I or, will agree on
1: that. The, like, or, if she had worked with Akbar or something. What if it was, right, was Leia? What if Leia had done that? Oh,
2: God, yeah, that would be a wonderful.
1: What, what a great way yeah, to go yeah. out. I, I yeah, would have been cool. like, okay. And then you then you've got Laura Dern who's living and have her lead the resistance for for the the rest of the films. Right, we, I can deal with that.
2: Well, she comes out of her coma. She you know she says you know, the, 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 the doctors look over. It's like the day. Image, you know, sus- you sustained the vacuum was too much. You've got weeks to live. She goes,
0: "Okay, give me the keys." Well, I only need about twenty minutes. Get everyone off this boat. <laughs> I'm turning turn it around. <laughs>
2: Excuse me,
0: sir. Did you
3: get your degree from the School of Forgot the Will to Live? <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, um, so, but a bunch of like s- paper thin characters. All these, you know, you've got these characters coming in, and we hardly get to know them, and then they're discarded like toilet paper. And it's like, well, why did I? Why is this a big thing? Why? Why should I give a crap about you? Well, like
3: you, like Scott said, all the character emphasis got put on to Kylo, Ray, Luke, Snoke, someone on Leia, and the other guys. They had to figure out what the hell are we going to do with these guys for two and a half hours. That's kind of my other gripe is. It seemed a little unnecessarily long. Like I kind of got like a bit of Return of the Kings nine endings flashbacks
2: at points. Mm. Yeah. you get rid of Canto Bite. That's thirty minutes gone. I'm just saying.
0: You tighten that up. Yeah, you could tighten that up pretty pretty quickly.
2: You can cut Canto Bite down to about ten minutes and not lose anything.
0: Uh, but
3: I mean, it is still a good, solid Star Wars movie.
0: I like there are more things in it that I like or love than dislike or frustrate.
1: Okay, and that that's that's where I'm going to have to uh, to uh disagree with you guys. And uh, and you know kindly, you know respectfully disagree. Because I feel like and I was trying to come up with a good analog for for my analogy of uh my feeling about this. My feeling is that you this movie is like okay, this you've ordered a steak. And the steak comes out and the steak is really well cooked. It's exactly how you like it. And they got the mashed potatoes and they're creamy and buttery and that's awesome. And on top of it, you've got shit sauce. Oh, and goodness. it's and with every single bite of the steak and the mashed potatoes, you are getting the shit sauce. And it's like, and then people, then afterwards, then the chef comes up to you. It's like, how did you like the dish? And you cannot separate the good stuff in this film from the terrible stuff from this film. And in, and in my opinion, the shit sauce is so bad that it overwhelms it overpowers, whatever good thing is in here. Yes, you can, you can cherry pick good things, but is this a good film? I'd have to say no.
2: I'm somewhere in the middle between you guys. Was this a terrible, horrible film? Was this Justice League? Good God. No, there were this, when I was done with it, when I left the theater, I had fun.
1: Really? And, I had problems with it. Well, and, and I left the, the, uh, the theater and my wife says, How, what did you think of it? And I'm like, I think this was the, the worst Star Wars film I've ever seen. And okay. I, think, I, I think the reason for that is that I was not a big fan of Force Awakens. I saw, I saw poor storytelling elements in that film. Uh, but I was willing to give it another try. If Rogue One came out, and I thought Rogue One is the best Star Wars film, I thought it was perfect from end to end. And I'm like, okay, they're going to take what's good about Rogue One, apply it to the Force trilogy, hopefully. And no, they just doubled down on on the BS. And I, so I'm I'm out. I, I'm out of on. I think I I can't deal with the the Ray. Finn storyline, and I'll just stick with uh, the standalones.
0: Well, I mean, we do. have I'm to, affected. We, we do have to look. For, we do get to look forward to Lando's cape's movie.
1: Yes,
2: Lando, <laughs> the movie. I don't care if they call it Solo. It's about Lando. I, and this I, time we he starts out that.
0: with a full cape. Respect and his attire.
2: Because of course, Lando has a fur coat. You're saying
1: he movie. doesn't or can't?
2: So I'm saying he should, and it is always right with the universe when he does.
1: <laughs> I, I'm I'm okay. I enjoyed
2: with that. it. I definitely know it has its flaws. It's not in my top five. But look, have there been worse Star Wars movies? Yes, Phantom Menace. Have there been better? Oh hell yes. And I'm with you. I loved Rogue One. you're in my top three, if not my number one. But I still enjoyed it. I left the theater. I was smiling. I was thinking about all the cool scenes and trying to ignore the bad ones.
1: <laughs> trying to ignore
2: trying not always succeeding but I was try- trying Yes, it's
3: I, I came out of it first time I didn't know how to process what I was feeling like I and really should enjoyed a movie,
1: it should, should a movie leave you like that well no?
3: again should a, part of it was I had built up a theory about stuff and once I had let that go and saw it the second time and was able to see and notice things that played a factor later in the movie that I had missed before. I actually enjoyed the better. Yeah, it's it's not the best Star Wars movie, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. I mean, I can't make you you enjoy it as much as I did. That's the thing. Yes. But, you know, for me, I found it enjoyable. I liked this development of Kylo. I believed his instability Making him fall to the dark side a lot more than anything we got out of Hayden christensen in the original and the prequel trilogy
1: uh i i would I would absolutely agree with that. I think they are in different leagues as far as actors go I can't force everybody to love this movie,
3: but I'm not going to be. I'm not going to kowtow to the people who say it's absolute shit, you must agree well,
0: well that that's it it's it's that that that's that's the internet it's everything is awesome or a flaming tire ty- uh, a flaming garbage fire, and you have to agree with me, and we should fight and we should directly petition the creators to do exactly what we say right but
3: but yeah i'm I'm looking forward to it i'm I kind of wish that they would slow down on the production of the standalones. Like, I, you know, the whole... I think another thing that kind of hurt this movie was e- the pre, even the prequels. Each episode had a span of time between them, where our heroes were going off and having other adventures and doing other things. This one literally picks up the next page. Well, and I, that, I think, is also part of the thing that was jarring.
2: Well, I think that will be fixed for the next one because of, if nothing else, because of Carrie Fisher's death we're gonna do a time skip. Move everyone forward. And Ray's been studying her books. She's ready to be a Jedi now. Everything's good to go. I, I expect a, probably a five to ten year time jump.
1: Yeah, that, that was ex- yeah, yeah. That was something that I didn't notice because I mean, it's a complete reset. It, they've they've reset everything, and it's really unclear I'm, I'm where they're going here. Well, because um... they can go anywhere. Well, this is it. Like,
0: you assume that because there is a Lucasfilm story group, like, fully staffed, stacked and staffed bunch of editors coordinating with Marvel and Del Rey and all these other people that, you know, there's—that Kathleen Kennedy might be a Feige equivalent. Like, she's got a 10-year plan and all these Star Wars things are going to fit together. And then you find out, oh, no, J.J. just— handed it over to Ryan. He wrote a script based on what he where where JJ left off and wandered off. Right? Ryan has wandered off and will provide no more insight now that uh, the novel's out, right? Ryan's gone. There's no plan. <laughs> There's nothing. We're we're all we're all pants in this. And it's it's like those writing
1: exercises where you're you're like team writing and one person writes a little bit and one person writes a little bit and one person writes a little bit and then you hand it off to a guy who just like slashes and burns everything and says, okay, here you go. Yeah, Yeah.
0: like like one guy who maybe is not in the same spirit as the last two. Right, who's trolling the
1: group.
3: Well, I mean, it started off with JJ. He's like, oh, here's a bunch of mysteries and I'm not going to explain shit. Have fun, Ryan. Okay, I'm going to throw all that out. I'm going to put this there, this here, totally overwrite that. Oh, here you go. Back right back at you, JJ. Yeah.
2: You're not going to give me any help? Guess what I'm going to do to you? Have fun, bud.
0: And poor Larry I... Kazin is just sitting there shrugging, right? Oh, Kazan is just
3: like, I've had enough shit dealing with the Lord and Miller assholes. Can we just please have somebody here for more than two weeks? Like, that—that that is a horror story in itself. I mean, you guys hear about what they were doing on set?
0: Oh, improv like comedy directors like to do? <laughs> well, that
3: and wasting production hours. Like, they had people show up at, like, 4 a.m. to do medic- makeup, prosthetics, and all of that. They're supposed to start shooting at, like, 7. Lord and Miller don't show up till 9. Say, hang on, we need to do some stuff. Go into a trailer, rewrite some stuff. Shoot a quick scene. Hang on, we gotta think about this some more. Disappear up into the Falcon's cockpit for, like, two and a half hours. Essentially just wasting production Day, t- day, hours.
2: Monday, 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 Monday.
0: Yeah. Look, Luke, the, the mouse demands his uh, Star Wars movie a year, and he demands it very quickly.
2: Remember when they bought, when Disney bought Star Wars, they were like, we're getting out the first movie right away. Well, we need some time to develop, right? Frigging away. Do you realize how much money we just spent?
0: Well, no, they bought them in 2013. Yeah, so there was some time. They they had... No, no, it was 2012, wasn't it? Uh, It depends on when the ink is dry versus when the ink goes active.
2: Still, (laughs) let's put it this way. When the Fox deal goes through, when they have everything done, they'll have an X-Men movie out pretty damn fast. Crap ton of money on these things. We're going to use them.
0: (laughs) Alright, so we've, we've got, I think, so so I think we've all kind of petered out on what we think of The Force Awakens, or The Last Jedi, and um, obviously join us in the comments to let us know what you thought. Um, there's probably three to four more Star Wars episodes coming out of us this year, so stay tuned for that. Keep an eye on the blog tags. Rebels is, is it starting this week again? I think Rebels is back up and running soon, we'll, we'll, we'll do a wrap up on Rebels for sure.
2: Can we please do a book? Uh, can we please do a episode one day on that uh, Thrawn novel? Because that was so damn much damn fun.
0: Well, well I'm actually still s- reading that. Pretty soon we're going to have a second Thrawn novel to pair it up with, so we'll probably do those as a feature.
2: Oh, I didn't know they were doing a second one.
0: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He and Darth Vader fight space crime.
2: Nice. They are buddy cops. Thrawn plus Vader equals win. <laughs>
3: Why am I just envisioning the two of them riding around in a speeder? Thrawn has got some classical music station on Vader uses the force to turn the dial. Look, it's And you got Rush Hour in space. Look, every
0: goes... every throne appearance just go... is just like a Sherlock Holmes movie. Except this time, Watson is a murderous cyborg. <laughs> Alright, so thank you very much uh, for listening. Thank you, Alex, for popping in, breaking the silence.
1: No problem, my pleasure.
0: Alright, so everyone have a good night.
1: Night, I
0: thought they smelled bad On the outside Thank you for listening I thought they smelled bad on the outside Is released under a creative commons Attribution non-commercial No derivative works share alike license Version 3.0 international Visit sbopodcast.com For past episodes And links to subscribe
2: I think we all made sense for a change, which is rare on this podcast.
0: What are we talking about? We never make sense. Eh, we didn't sense talk about, our- well, there was this one time.
2: <laughs> well, Alex was here, so he forced us to make sense.
1: Yeah. I- <laughs> introduce a stranger to the thing. We all behave. Oh. We were, uh, spider volcanoes. Really?
0: Spider volcanoes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or volcano spiders, one or the other.
0: Uh Good to know. Good to know we have fans keeping track of our continuity.
1: Yes, indeed. <laughs> that, oh, is, guys, that is I an improv
0: and... game Jim and I play. It makes no sense. <laughs>
1: all right, good I night go and be with the wife, so I will talk to you later. Yep. Good night. Later.
0: Later. We didn't mention porks at all.
3: Uh but, you know I think it's at this point it really doesn't
0: matter.
2: Matter like look, just admit it's, it's a, a cute. Pork. They put the Porgs in there so we would all buy one of those Porgs with suction cups on them. Well, you, know why? Them you know why they made the
3: Porgs, right?
0: It's they, because the island couldn't...
3: was covered in puffins.
0: They couldn't get rid of puffins.
2: Fine, we need space equivalent of them hanging hang out with Chewie and have Chewie eat one. Awesome.
3: Uh, I just can't wait for like them to go to visit some planet and accidentally in- introduced the porgs as an invasive species because they don't have any predators there
0: <laughs> uh, it, it's just gonna be you're gonna see the resist the new resistance base all set up shiny and it's just covered in porgs hopping yeah. around and they're like you know we should get like, rid a, of these
2: like that australian episode of the simpson that is fly over in a speeder instead of a helicopter and you look down porgs freaking everywhere like a biblical plague <laughs>
3: Well, you could have it as like they keep building nests in the power conduits.
2: Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, got, I got it! I got it! I got it! Hashtag pork plague. Pork plague. It's just fun to say pork plague. <laughs>
3: and the sixth seal was broken, and the so- the skies were fill- blackened with the wings of porgs.
2: <laughs>
3: Moses looked at this. Is not what I had planned, but okay. Eh, I mean, I didn't mind them. They're not as they were not as an inv- invade. <laughs> to use the term again, invasive or in your face as everybody was going to make them out to be.
0: They're better than Ewoks.
3: Yeah. yeah, the key to defeating the First Order was not the Porgs.
2: <laughs> well, the difference is you can eat the Porgs. If you eat the Ewoks, that's just wrong.
3: Well, the Ewoks are going to eat you, so...
2: Yeah. <laughs> Alright, good. I'm a night Good night.
3: Yeah, yeah. I got to do the laundry. Right, bye.